this morning, I just want to speak about dressing ourselves. Why do we dress ourselves? Besides the obvious, I look around, there's jackets, there's warmth. Besides the obvious, why do we dress ourselves? If we go to an interview, we're going to put on a tie, we're going to put on a jacket, we're going to be presentable for the interview. I think of Cassia, when she does a ballet exam, not a jean and a tank top. She's going to be dressed properly with that bun in her hair and the proper leotard that she's gone on. When we go scuba diving, I'm not going to wear a Speedo. You can get in a wetsuit. You can be ready to go diving. But do we really understand the scripture about dressing ourselves? Some of you have got it. If you're like me, you're probably sitting there thinking, what is this oak on about? What do we dress ourselves with? The armor of God. The armor of God. Please don't switch off now. We know this verse quite well. We know these different parts of the armor. But I pray that as we share here this morning, we'll take one piece away with us this week and put it into practice. Just one piece. Trust will be more than one piece, but just one piece. We're going to go to Ephesians 6 this morning. It can turn with me there so long. But it always helps me. Don't get scared. We all know Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. So we know that New Testament is easy. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. Okay, it's pretty easy. Got Ephesians 6. We're going to have some scriptures on the board, but not all of them. So read with me. Ephesians 6, 10 from 10. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground. Put on the belts of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith, to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So why do we need to pull on the full armor of God daily? Why do we have to suit up every day? Just like at scuba diver wants to go diving, he puts on his wetsuit. Verse 12 sums it up beautifully and it'll be on the screen the new king's james version puts it like this for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places i want to put the message on screen just read this with me and that about wraps it up god is strong and he wants you strong so take everything the master has set out for you well-made weapons of the best materials and put them to use so you'll be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps. A life or death fight to the finish against the devil and his angels. I hope I've got your attention now. This isn't a little athletic race we can do on our readers or specialized and forget about it and it's over. Life or death. It's an ongoing fight. See, if you're going to battle, I thought about it. Are you just going to take your gun? Cool, I'm safe. Or are you just going to wear a bulletproof vest? I think it was me 
There'll be a gun, bulletproof vest, hand grenades, helmets. We're going to battle. You can't just take one of these instruments that we need. If we don't suit up and dress up every single day with the armor of God, I heard about that a few weeks ago. It was awesome. That silly little voice. If we don't suit up every day, the enemy will find a way to get into your armor and he will destroy you. So if you leave your shoes off, he's going to find a way to hurt your feet. Okay, who remembers the game? Hitting the crocodiles. We used to go to some fates or a circus event and those stupid crocodiles would come out and you got a flimsy, pathetic, flimsy hammer. You had to hit these crocodiles as they're coming out and it starts off slow and it's easy and then they start getting faster and you start smacking these things with your hammer and you focus on these crocodiles so intently that all your focus is on these crocodiles. How do we really stop those crocodiles? What is the source pushing those crocodiles out. Our focus is on the crocodile. How many times has a person irritated you or hurt you? How often do we just have our focus on that person and not the problem? I've got a saying, pull the plug, mate. Pull the plug. How do we stop those crocodiles? Pull the plug, mate. That's the source, what's pushing up these crocodiles. But our focus is so intent on the problem or the situation or that person Maybe we just need to give them a bit of grace and not focus on them as if they're the problem. Not focus on them as if they're the problem. You see what's pushing up the crocs was the mechanics, the batteries, and the electrics. We just got to pull the plug and stop concentrating on the crocodiles. Okay, do we get it? It's not flesh and blood. It's not crocodiles we're fighting. We're fighting something deeper than that. In verse 12, the powers and rulers of the darkness. I want to get into this more closely, and I just want to go through each item this morning as we put on the full armor of God. So let's start with the helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation. What is salvation? We have been saved by Jesus Christ, and He's given us His salvation. We had set up here yesterday, and someone prayed, thank you, Lord, for your salvation. They had no idea what we're speaking on today. But it's, I love this. Google, my friend, says salvation is being saved or protected from harm or being saved or delivered from a dire situation. We have salvation. Brings it further. And in religion, it says salvation is the saving of the soul from sin and its consequences. I just want to make this clear that we can't just get salvation. You've got to believe in Jesus, make Him your personal Lord and Savior, to get salvation. Acts 16.31 says, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. It's quite ironic that we're starting with the helmet. Where does the helmet go? I call this my knowledge ball. This is your knowledge ball. The helmet goes on your knowledge ball. Do you really get it that you've got salvation? Do you really understand that, that you have been saved from your sins and consequences? Claim it, man. Put that helmet on every morning. The devil's going to come and he's going to say, you can't do it of what happened. You can't do it because, you can't do it, you can't get up here and speak because. Put on that helmet of salvation and claim it. God has given us salvation. I want to challenge you, if you've never received that gift of salvation before, come up afterwards. Let us pray for you. It'll be the best gift that you'll ever receive. Come up afterwards. Number two, breastplate of righteousness. See, when people th- think of the word righteousness, it paints the image of this Surfer guy. Whoa, that's righteous, man. Catches a wave. 
know what I mean? Catch a big wave. That's righteous. Righteousness has been mixed up and turned around in church words where we're not really understanding the word righteousness. It's a big word for me, but this is a perfect, I mean, righteousness is the perfect holiness of Christ. It's the essential attribute to the character of God. Quite literally meaning one who is right. It's easy for me. Righteousness, one who is right. I can get that. Let's make this clear though. Salvation, you only ask for once. Salvation, you only ask for once. Lord, please be my personal savior and give me salvation. Righteousness is something that happens continuously. It's doing what is right in the sight of God. But this we've got to do every day. We've got to put on that breastplate of righteousness every single day. Else we're not going to do what's right in God's sight. Righteousness is a choice and an action that we have to take every single day. I want to give you an example. My in-laws have got a chart farm down in the um, Shotterop area. And we often go away with them and they've got various dams. And there's a silver boat that we're allowed to use and take this boat out into a bigger dam and go fish. But now the boat's been turned upside down for quite some time because they don't want the rainwater to get in. And we've got to go and right side that boat so we can go use it onto the dam. Now I'm a little bit of a bungbrook because I know what's under that boat or what could be under that boat. I've got no idea how long that boat has been upside down for. It's warm. It's damp. It's moist. It's lacquer for insects, spiders, snakes, frogs. The enemy loves it when we're upside down. The enemy likes to work when we're upside down, when we're unrighteous, when we're not doing things right. The enemy loves it. I've got to be a hero for the kids, and I've got to go slowly to that boat. Ah! No, I'm joking. <laughs> got to right side that boat, and then we can obviously use that boat. See, if we don't do what's right in the sight of God, sin's going to love it. But sin doesn't love light. So the moment we turn sin into light, it's better. We're doing something right. So yes, we need to remove the junk, putting on the breastplate of righteousness. It's a daily thing. The belt of truth. What does a belt do? What does a belt do? I heard it. Hold your pants up. Maybe disciplining your kids. <laughs> Sorry. What does a belt do? I don't want us to picture... A little belt like this, though. This is just a leather belt. I want to think of a proper, proper belt. You see, the breastplate of righteousness is so heavy that we can't have this over our shoulder. I think of a hiking pack where it rests on your shoulders and you've got your buckle on your waist. The belt of truth holds a breastplate of righteousness to relieve some pressure from our shoulders. But this is the belt of truth. See, we need to wear the belt of truth to hold up our integrity and be truthful. Which areas of our lives, you may ask? Our marriage? Our school? Our business decisions? How are we conducting ourselves with this belt of truth? Scripture comes to mind. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. How do we know the truth? How do we put on this belt and know the truth? By standing on God's Word. Which brings us to number four. Standing on on God's word, which is known as the sword of the spirit. This is our weapon. This is our weapon that we've got. We've got a helmet on, we've got the breastplate, we've got a belt. 
We've got our sword. How well do we know how to use the sword, Clinton? How well do you know how to use this? I don't. I don't. You've been vulnerable yet today. I know a bit about the manual, but I don't know that whole manual. I don't know how to use the sword. I can hold it. I can do a few little tricks, but I don't know the capabilities of this sword. It's such a powerful weapon, but we don't know how to use it. We've got to pick up this weapon, Clinton, every single day. For those of you that don't know, my name's Clinton. Every single day, pick up this weapon. Practice, practice, and practice how to use it. Study it, memorize it, practice it, and pray it. A while ago at Life Group, we had a challenge with everyone. We had to learn 10 scriptures over a period of time. And people could repeat all those 10 verses. Even my parrot started repeating these things. And Matty wasn't just saying, hi, Jack, show me your boobs. He was starting to repeat <laughs> scriptures. Sorry, Rich, you're going to hear that all, all week again. Eh? <laughs> but can we recite or remember one of those scriptures now? I can't even remember my own one. How bad is that? My own favorite scripture, I can't even remember. I had to go back and think, oh, yeah, 2 Timothy, for God has not given me a spirit of fear. How often do we use this weapon. You see, just a few scriptures can get us out of depression, can release us from fear. I'll never forget as a light here. I didn't want to walk down our passage because it was dark. And dad would say, God is not giving you a spirit of fear. Go look it up to Timothy. And I had to repeat that as I was walking down. But I didn't have a spirit of fear because I was standing on scripture. But I need a lot of training here. And as I continue to train and practice to use this sword, I encourage you to practice with me. There's a lot of you that have got a lot more and you know how to use this weapon. I want to be more like you. You spoke about a few legends. I want to be like a few more legends, but you've got to practice. It's not just going to happen for me. Number five, the shoes. Yes, we use these shoes to walk, run, exercise, but how do we walk in peace? How do we walk daily? The shoes of peace. How do we walk in peace? You see, people wrong us. They hurt us. They deceive us. They betray us. Those are the big ones. What about some smaller ones? Traffic. Who travels? Who cuts you off in traffic? What about that grumpy receptionist? What about that shop teller that just doesn't do it for you? How do we walk in peace daily? It's a choice to live peacefully and not focus on the negative. See, me and you have to do everything possible to live in peace with others. We're going to fail. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. Romans 12, 18 says, if it is possible on your part, live at peace with everyone. If it is possible on your part, live at peace with everyone. So I challenge you, put on those shoes of peace in the morning. Put on those shoes of peace. I want to talk about a helmet, a breastplate, a belt, our shoes, and our sword. Got a free hand here. What's this free hand for? I think it's the most important, eh? I think it's the most important. <laughs> this is my lighties. To him, this is the most important. How big is your shield? That's my lighties. This cousin's got to go over the top. It's a big story to this. How this came back from the States. How big is your shield? I'm not talking that little one. 
I'm not talking this one. I'm talking a massive proper shield that covers your whole torso, that's curved around the side, that protects you from anything that comes your way. Shield of faith. Yes, my faith's small, eh? Scripture says you need faith as small as a mustard seed. But we need to carry that shield of faith. Without the shield, we're doomed. And we're almost going to face defeat. We're not going to be able to block our arrows. Faith, that we know God is in control. Besides and besides, besides our circumstance. We've heard so many circumstances here. Besides our situations, besides the challenges we're going through at work or at school or at varsity or wherever we may be. Faith that God is in control and that He has a perfect plan for your life. That He knows the future of your kids. That He knows the future for you. The future that you need to be here in South Africa. Faith that God's in control despite circumstances. Faith that when you call on God, He will be there for you and cover you with His feathers. We're singing out this morning what a powerful name it is. Do we really know and have faith what a powerful name it is? We need that shield of faith. How big is your shield? Which one are you using? Are you picking this up in the morning? It's going to do squat, man. I'm a free target. How big is your shield? That's also going to do nothing. We need to pick up this big shield. I challenge you. Pick up your shield in the morning. Your big shield that will protect you from the devil's fiery arrows. So we're all kitted up now. Carl, it's not going to be easy, buddy. We're all kitted up. That's just a cue. We're all kitted up in our armor now. Okay. <laughs> An important point here, though, is why do we put on this full armor of God daily? It's a battle. It's a war. I said it earlier. It's a life or death fight situation. We have got to put on our armor daily. But I'm going to say it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. When we're under attack and face tough times, we've got to hold that shield up. When we're under attack and we're in tough times, we've got to use that sword. We've got to quote scripture, Clinton. When we're under attack and feel that we're not good enough and how can God love me? Put on that helmet. When you need to do a proper business practice deal, what are you wearing? What belt are you wearing? What belt are you wearing? Before we close today, I want to add a seventh piece of armor in the scripture, and that is prayer. That is prayer. Seventh piece of armor, pray. The message says, in the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. May we pray daily against the enemy's attacks. May we pray daily that we can have faith that God's got it. May we pray for our kids. Sure. May we pray for our kids' future. May we pray for our, our, our future. May we pray for our brothers and sisters. May you pray for the leadership who's under attack often. Pray for your enemies. Pray for your country. Pray for your spouse. May we be challenged how to get up today with the full armor of God on a daily basis. Amen.